The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We're going to talk today about enjoying life, even during cancer care. I know that sounds incredible, but it happens for a lot of people, Percy. It does, and and we're going to hear from someone that's going to really help us to understand from a social work perspective how she encourages people to do just that. And with that, uh, our spiritual nugget for the day that will help establish this school of thought and give us the ability to really wrap our minds around that philosophically and and theologically is 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, and verse 11. And it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. We're going to build up each other, and we're going to learn how to build up cancer patients today. I know we're going to get some great ideas from our guests in a moment, but uh, this is the way that you live. I mean, I, I watch you. This is how you operate. You know, it's true, Wayne. And again, my wife and I were just reflecting on this and I've recommitted myself to the fact that the only true thing that I'm really good at and gifted at is being positive, being hopeful and building people up. And so I'm investing myself in investment of others to build them up to be the very best that they can be. Of course, it's a benefit to us when we operate life that way. But, you know, our goal is to encourage others. It is. You know, it's interesting how reciprocating that is, though. You do. You feel really good when you're able to make a deposit into someone else's life ultimately you make a deposit into yourself as well yeah hey share that scripture one more time absolutely again first thessalonians the fifth chapter our spiritual nugget for the day 11th verse is therefore encourage one another and build up each other just as in fact you are doing okay when it comes to cancer care you know this well cancer patients and their families and their caregivers, by the way, they all need ministry that will boost their spirits as well as meet their physical needs. And there are, there are things that we can do. Of course there are. And we're going to talk about creative ways to do that. I think that one of the things that hampers effective support, we use the word ministry. Of course, the word ministry means serve, service, or serving others. Mm-hmm. One way to serve or service or serve others is that we need to be creative. We need to think outside the box a little bit and not just be stagnant around what we think we have heard and understood, but be creative. Creative caring of cancer patients becomes a critical component that will be very empowering for them. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is our free resource that can be downloaded right now from our website. It's called Creative Care, and we'll talk more about it a bit later, but you're going to want to go to the website and download this right now so you can begin living this way. It's called Creative Care. It's found at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepard. We're just getting started, so stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So glad you've joined us this week. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, who has a special guest with us now. With me today is Angie Farrell, who is a social worker at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you, particularly given the fact of what you do as a social worker. I'm not sure if many people associating social work or the work of a social worker in the context of the cancer community. What is a social worker? What does social workers do, generally speaking? Generally speaking, we are that catch-all. We're the ones that provide the resources. We can do therapy. We can do the whole nine yards. But when I think of when we serve patients, um, cancer patients, we try to remove social barriers out of the way. So when they go home, they have a great discharge. Or if something's going on in at the home, we can say, okay, this is a barrier. How can we remove that barrier so they can have a successful um, placement at home or wherever they need to go? Give me a quick example of some of the social barriers that you help to remove. Um, we had a patient at one point who said, um, I'm ready for discharge. However, I have no one at home to help me meaning that I have no one to cook my food. Okay. I have no one to do my laundry. But he was told, he, he told the nurse, I have support. And what happens is that we go in and say, what does that support look like? Well, um, I have my sister who lives an hour and a half away, and she can come once a week. Well, that's not a great support system when you look at a patient who's been in the hospital maybe two weeks. Okay. You may need somebody to come in maybe to stay the first five weeks. So what we do is say, okay, it's overwhelming for a patient to think of, I need somebody to stay with me at least 10 hours a day. So we break it down very elementary. Can you think of five friends that can give you two hours a day? And when you say that to them, oh, yeah, I got Sally, I got Johnny, I got Susie, I have Amir, I have this person, and they can give me, I'm quite sure they can give me at least two hours a day. So you don't actually make that placement for them. You're just helping them how to think through how to get that type of support. Exactly. Trying to facilitate that for that patient. Because oftentimes what ends up happening, when they throw it to us, we try to run with it and try to fix it. Well, when they throw something to me as a social worker, I'm trying to create a safety network in their community for them. So when something does happen and I'm not there, they're able to say, okay, this is what happened last time. And I was able to do this on my own. Now, are there also, from my limited understanding of social work, and I actually have a niece who just graduated with her master's degree uh, in social work, um, are there not also community-related resources that social workers try to connect people to relative to their needs and their situation? Yes, it is. So another thing that social workers are very, very good at is looking at the community resources within the person's community. Okay. Most times, patients don't know about those resources, and this can be anything from Meals on Wheels okay. to um, someone coming in and giving me light housekeeping. Or you have um, faith-based communities that have a ministry within their church that they can get support from, and all 
of times, especially um, those one who's worked for a long time, the only thing that they have is their work community. Okay. And they have no ideas what the communities are, what the resources are within their own community. So what we do is try to connect them with their resource. If it's 211, which is not United Way, a lot of patients don't know. I can pick up the phone and hit 211, and I'm connected to resources nationally. Oh, okay. That's, and that's good information to know. Our patients, um, patients, period. I mean, rather they're patients that are at any uh, typical hospital. When you have a cancer diagnosis, everything changes. You become one, meaning that your finances change, your resources change, and what you need changes. So it's so many other things that we can talk to them when it comes to those types of things. So you really, so if, if I could summarize this, a social worker really is kind of a, a person that's really helping people to work through a myriad of different things when they go back home and how to support themselves, how to adjust to their new normal. You really need to have a, a pretty good uh, repository of knowledge of who's in the community, what's available, and how to connect people to that. Yes, and how do I tap into those? Okay. I mean, oftentimes what we find, our patients or their caregivers do not know how to help them tap into those natural resources that I call them within their communities. And we like to say in the social work world, the form of supports. Form of supports are those persons who are in your life who are being paid for as far as those United Ways, as far as the fire department, as far as the police department, as far as um, American Cancer Society, all those resources that are out there that they just don't know about because this is something new for them. Wow. So really, there could very well be cancer patients, and someone may be listening today, that may be able to utilize a resource in their community, but they just did not know it was available to them, and they don't know how to connect themselves to that resource. Exactly. And what I always tell patients when I see them, or even um, my church, um, when I talk to them, I said, Get in touch with a social worker. The first thing you need to do when you're dealing with a uh, illness or you've been in a hospital, ask for the social worker because the social worker is going to be able to direct you or help you navigate through that crazy maze that we know of resources and things that I just need to tap into just to keep me afloat. Yeah, navigate is a good term based upon what I hear. What What is it that motivated you to become a social worker? Well, it wasn't my first option. And I tell you this, I'm a lady of faith and I think God has a way of intervening and directing you on your path. I was um, at Morgan State University and um, I was one of those college students. Okay, I'm going to have some fun. (laughs) And so I had a (laughs) 1.5 and my family said, "Okay, you're going to be homeless. Mm. Or you're going to go to school. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. And so they say, and you like to talk, go to a group dynamics class, which is a mental health class Four credits. All you do is talk. Well, I went there and my second day of class, they said, we need some youth advocates and we're going to pay you $10 an hour. Well, back in 1985, when the minimum wage was $3.35, $10 an hour is a lot of money. Sure. I started working with juvenile delinquents and I fell in love with the profession. And I really think God had a calling over my life. He said, this is where I want you. And I've been happy ever since 28 years. Wow. It's interesting that uh, so many of the professional healthcare professionals that we've interviewed on this show associate their path of professional uh, services to a calling. Uh, many of of the healthcare professionals attribute and associate their their profession to their faith and their calling. And I heard you say the same thing. And we're so glad that you did that. You know, when we look at this conversation, we talk about social work. 
resources and connecting people to that. Is there any particular stories that you may have of a patient that somehow fit into the framework of what you do and why you do it? We don't need to name any names and Mm -hmm. we want to protect the innocent and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Do you have any inspirational story that you could share about some of the work, the type of work that you do? Well, yes, I have a couple of stories, but this one story and, um, the same conversation that I have with my patients who are survivors is the same thing that I have with those who may be at the end of life. And I, and, I, and I give the same speech. And I say, live the best you. Live in the moment. And so I had a patient who was trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. You know, hmm. and, I, and I say, you know, you were given a plate. When you walked in, you were given a plate full of food. You were given chemotherapy. You were given surgery. You was given radiation. They gave you um, acupuncture. They gave you all these other array of services. Now, you've already chewed off the chemotherapy. You've already chewed off the plate of um, radiation. You've already chewed off all these plates. Now, these are the things that are left. What do you want to do? Okay. And I said, now, live in the moment. Define your quality of life. Because once you're able to define your quality of life, you're able to move forward. Okay. And the one thing I like to tell patients is that living. It's not about breathing. Living is doing the things that you wanted to do. Okay. Living means that if you want to get on your deck and just sit on your deck and enjoy the sun or feel the coldness of the floor on your feet, that's what you can do. Okay. So it's always something that you can do. Okay. And it's called living in the moment and doing just what you want to do. Now, you can go home with this service, you can go home with this service, or you can do absolutely nothing. Okay. And so this patient said, you know what I want to do? I want to go home and I want to enjoy my family. I want to enjoy my grandkids and I want to do just what I want to do. Cause for the past six months, I've been doing what everybody else wants me to do. Hmm. So I am ready to live my life. And he went home and he did what he wanted to do. And um, his wife called me back and he said, you know what? The advice that you gave him was the best advice he's had since he's been fighting cancer. He's been fighting his cancer disease for seven years. Okay. And, and that's what makes, you know, what I do. Just it just it just fills me up because I know it's not but what I'm telling him to do is what God has the message for him to do. Well, the the wisdom in that in that counsel, if you will, first of all, you're a lot of things, but you're a cheerleader. <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're cheering people on to to figure out and find a way to continue to move through whatever the dynamics are mm-hmm. of their unique situation. Mm-hmm. Every cancer patient's journey and treatment is unique to them. Yes. So the some of the wisdom that I heard there, you know, sounds, I'm going to call you a sage, you know, there's just, <laughs> uh, with regard to your cheerleading is that, uh, you reduced that down to some very simple things. Number one, it is so true that cancer patients are being dictated to or being told what to do from a treatment perspective. And in many cases, they feel overwhelmed with everybody telling them, eat this, do that, take mm-hmm. this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. You you flip the script on them and you basically say, what is it that you want to do mm-hmm. based upon what your options are? Mm-hmm. And then go do that. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful school of thought with regard to I'm not sure if people really have processed from a social work perspective, Mm -hmm. the dynamic of being able to encourage and cheer people on. Uh, I'm encouraged to hear today that that that's kind of part of what you do and you feel called to do that. And clearly there's energy and passion today. We have Angie Farrell, who is a social worker at the cancer treatment centers of America. One last big thing. Is there one big thing that you'd like to leave this audience with, with a thought today from an inspiration perspective? 
Um, the one big thing I would like to leave them is do you, do you enjoy this life? Because we're only on this earth for short years. And back in the day, God was giving people 100, 200, 300 years. If you look at the what we get today, 85 and 90, I'll be 50 in July. I'm hoping God gives me 50 more. But I don't know if he's going to give me 50 more. But I can tell you, wherever he gives me, I'm going to live in the moment and I'm going to enjoy what he has in front of me instead of planning for the future. Because the moment we start planning for the future is the day that he throws us a boomerang and say, I told you to do it now. Mm. So I said, live your life, live it the way you want to live it and have fun. Thank you, Angie, for the work to you. God bless you, my dear. Thank you. All right. What a great attitude. Angie Farrell here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. She came up with a lot of creative ideas there. We've got a list of creative things that you can do to encourage a cancer care patient, and we'll offer that as a download on our website right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. More coming up with Percy McRae on today's program. Stay tuned. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. When I grow up, I want to be just like Angie. <laughs> Angie is inspirational, I tell you, and she's on fire and she loves people. And yeah. I tell you, that's something to aspire to. It makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. But we it? can all be that person in, in someone else's life. We can, and we certainly should strive toward that goal because ultimately at the end of the day, all that we really will be measured on is what have we given and how have we helped others before we have left the planet. Now, you may think, well, she's a professional. You know what? It's just who she is. You know, it, it's, it's, what she, it's how she lives her life. It's clear that her personality is is tailored toward engagement and interaction of people and investment of people and that she thrives and lives every day with that as as a motivating factor that she brings to her work. All right. In a few moments, we're going to talk about how we all can be very creative in how we come alongside those who are on a cancer journey. We'll get into that in just a moment. Yeah. One of the things, Wayne, that I thought was very interesting that uh, Angie brought to our attention was the fact that there are many free resources that cancer patients can avail themselves to. And as a social worker, 
one of the things that she does with her day-to-day work is to help people to connect to those community free resources. For example, she mentioned being able to dial on your local phone 211, which is a connector to the United Way. And a lot of patients were not aware of that. I'm not aware of that. But what I want to make clear is that that is an example of a free, quick, and easy, accessible way of gathering information uh, about health and human services in our local community available nearly everywhere in the United States. And people need to know that. You know, as Angie was talking to us, uh, I was listening carefully, and, sh- and cancer is so serious, and yet she was giving patients permission to be themselves and to enjoy life. And what great advice. You know, she I use the expressions uh, facetiously. She's like a, a sage, like a, this, this woman of great wisdom and nuggets of wisdom of how we all should live our lives. And a couple of things that she stated that I thought were profound that she shares with cancer patients is live the best you that you can live. I think it's a profound thing that, again, and we take for granted life and we're not necessarily living the best us that we can live in the moment. And that was the second point that she made. Live in the moment. In some cases, there's been some Eastern philosophies that emphasize this, but certainly from a Christian perspective, we know that the Word of God tells us not to take no thought for tomorrow, not to be anxious for tomorrow, but to live today, to understand that today is the profound moment that we have to make work for us, to extrapolate everything that we can out of the moment, out of the day, in our relationships, with our families, with our loved ones. Live Living in the moment is something that we all can benefit from. And then she also stated, define your quality of life. She's encouraging cancer patients. What is it that they want to define the quality of their life being, which may be very different for other people than what we think we should define the quality of our life being. So, Wayne, she really talked about, again, encouraging patients to take ownership of qualitative elements of things that they can manage and control. And ultimately, she said, do you and enjoy life. I thought those were great, wonderful, inspirational things. I agree with you. A very wise woman we heard from today. Well, you know what? She had such great ideas, and we have put together a resource for our listeners that has great ideas, too, I feel. It's called Creative Care, how you can reach out to a family or a cancer care patient or even, even a caregiver who's taking care of a cancer care patient how you can reach out and encourage them. Here, here's just a couple of ideas okay. that comes from this resource. And you can have this resource right now when you download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Make a daily phone call just to chat. Yeah, again, we're going to talk about some simple things here, but they're, they're, they're not simple when in proper application and in a cumulative affect when we do them on a consistent basis. You would be surprised how many people would just love to have a daily chat and phone from Here's someone. one I really like. Remind the cancer patient how many people love him or her and the many concrete ways their life makes a difference in the lives of others. I would imagine when you're going through your own cancer journey, you kind of lose that perspective a little bit. Cancer patients become very reflective. They become very introspective because they're thinking about mortality. They need to be reminded in some cases of how their lives have been meaningful and have mattered to others around them that they may not even understand and know. Well, just one more, and there are many more in this resource which you can download, but just one more that caught my attention. Be a secret pal. Send encouraging cards every few days from lots of different places so the cancer patient has kept guessing who it is. Get creative in getting those different postmarks, like sending a card inside another envelope and having someone else mail it from where they live. You know, this is just a fun thing. But, again, 
it just makes life so much more enjoyable, even when you're going through a cancer journey. It does. These are creative care tips that anyone and everyone can do. You don't have to be uh, super talented or gifted. This is something that anyone can do with the cancer community or individuals around them today. We want to inspire you to be creative, to care for those around you. All right. I'll tell you how you can get this again in just a moment. But let's go back to our scripture verse for today. Our spiritual nugget is First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse number 11. And it speaks to everything that we've been talking about today. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Today, we are building up each other with creative care tips to cancer patients. And if it's the case, as you've been listening today, you've determined in your heart that you want to be that creative encourager, let us know about it. We'd love to hear about it. And you can download this guide. It's, it, you, you can make up your own encouragement list as well, but this is a great starting point. It's called Creative Care. It's available as a download free on our website, Health Hope and inspiration.com. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. Uh, you can have it right now, and I think you'll really benefit from this. Absolutely. Let's encourage one another. Again, it's free, it's easy, and I tell you, it'll make you feel good, making others feel good. Percy, thanks for bringing Angie to us today. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. These programs are archived on the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can listen anytime at your convenience right there on the website. And please don't forget to download the free resource, Creative Care, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Thanks for listening. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.